Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson, a thoughtful podcast helping Christians navigate life, a podcast for Christ, covering faith, family, political issues, using God's Word, the Bible. The victory is ours. Let our light shine before others so they may glorify our Father in Heaven. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. Hi, thank you again for joining me here on Christian Talk. If it's your first time, welcome. Really glad you're listening in. This is a daily podcast as I go over topics and and just scenarios and things that I'm seeing in my day-to-day life as a Christian of 30 years. And just want to share, I just share my heart and, and then hopefully you're able to connect with some of it and say, you know, I, I felt like that before, or I feel like that, or I think I'm going to feel like that. And well, I, I've never really looked at things this way or that way before. So I'm going to maybe reevaluate it. But the first couple podcasts, we dealt more with foundations who God is, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, sin, hell, heaven, all that fun stuff. And yesterday on loving God, if you're in relationships or if you're married, how a husband leads, how a wife submits, and how kids obey their parents so they may live long on this earth. But it's all about, yesterday was all about submission. It was all about doing things in love. It was, it was all about not keeping records of wrongs of people and, and just being able to still be used by the Lord regardless if you go through times of trials. I'm a political writer during the day. I own a couple of small social media platforms, and I do a political podcast also called For Liberty's Sake. And I can tell you, that as I'm writing about what's going on in the world, you need to understand that our world is spiraling toward, it's winding down. Nothing is new under the sun, as Solomon says. Nothing's new. The heart of man is wicked, is deceitful. No one truly seeks after God. In the, in the globalism and the technology and the cryptocurrencies and all these things are really starting to connect the world as a new world order, which is why in Sweden they're putting in the digital chips and they're talking about autonomy and, you know, from, from, uh, from money and from just fleshly needs. And, and then you have the great, you have the great reset underway, the World Economic Forum and the United Nations saying that, you know, the world needs to kind of give up its dogmas and people that have need to really be forced to give up their stuff and we need to force equity on the world and kumbaya and by 2030, let's have it all worked out. Now, no Jesus Christ in this equation and the Christians need to actually dial it down. No one way to heaven through Jesus Christ. You know, so if the Christians and especially the the people that they're kind of targeting now, the Europeans, 
We have to have white skin and the males and the patriarchal system in the Bible. So they attack the Bible. They attack our traditions. They attack this, this structure that God has established because they don't understand it because they're not saved. And the cross is foolishness to them. And, and so because they don't understand love from God's view, they don't understand submitting like and emptying ourselves like Christ emptied himself, who being equal with God did not consider that wrong, but took on the form of a servant. So he died to save people. Men, likewise, love your wives like Christ loved the church and died for it, dying to self, lifting the wife up, washing her with the, the word of God. Children, give up some of your selfishness so you could live long on the earth because you'll honor your parents and bring honor to the name of the family. And the wife, by seeking Christ and then by, by having a husband that has died and is, is submitting to the relationship, his selfishness, then she submits to the husband on to, you know, to Christ. And in the end, you have the bride and the husband, the groom and the bride, just like you have the body of Christ and the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Savior. So I'm going to go through a few stories of what's happening out there in the, in the, in the world. And then we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to paint, bring up some verses about what the Bible says the end will look like. No one knows the day, of the hour, and this is not going to be a prophecy um, date setting. It's happening in 30 seconds. I'm not a pastor. I'm a, I'm a Christian man married with grandkids and kids, and I love the Lord, and I love the church, and this is to get, get some decades of walking with the Lord with some victories and some failures to help encourage you to, to finish your race. The United States of America was this pristine land. This land was valleys and meadows and waters and, and, and different seasons and was inhabited sparsely by people that had been, that had come over here and the dispersion coming out of Babel, Native Americans, and you had Spaniards, and you had even uh, eventually the Chinese were out in California. But, but you had this land and from the time of Nero, so after Jesus rose and the church was being established, and then, and then the world and the Jews, because Judaism rejected Jesus Christ as Messiah, so they rejected the teachings of Christianity, the New Testament. The Christians weren't really welcome anywhere. In Greece, they had multiple gods, so they didn't like they didn't like this idea of trying to say you could know one God who's personal, who's actually the only one. They, you know, later on with Islam, you know, sixth century, seventh century, all of a sudden now you got you got these tribal deities, nomadic, with these made up little deities, and so they were. Islam started to try to to pressure and force this false doctrine this false religion on the world so then you had the battles 
Inquisitions. You have the battles between the Catholics and the, the Muslims. Meantime, you've got the Buddhists and all these New Agers out in the, in the, the East. But 1620, the Christian Puritans had so much, had run out of patience with the king that they said, you know, let's, let's take the risk and go to this land that we don't know much about. And then we can set up again our communities as Christians. So 1620, they land. United States was growing. It grew. And then eventually the people said, you know what, England, we're, we're kind of tired of the way you're, manip- you're in our lives over here. You're restricting things, so we're going to declare independence. Had the Civil War, the Revolutionary War. And then as our country started, our founders were like, well, we don't want to have that again, so let's, let's set up a Constitution and Bill of Rights where the governments can't create a Church of England again, but also the government can't restrict the worship of people in their religion. As we, as we marched on through the centuries, the Christian church had, there's revivals, there's moments where the people actually would humble themselves and be used by God. And then, and then you have periods where the church kind of went underground a little bit or they just started doing holy huddles if they got a lot of resistance and they would just kind of go, well, I'm sick of being mistreated or talk to that way. So let's just, uh, let's just go to church on Sundays. Maybe while potlucks in the church, we'll put our pastor on the property and we'll just kind of be separate from the world. But Jesus said, you know, in the end, things would start to unravel earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars. And that those are the birth pains. So it doesn't mean that you you go and go on a mountaintop in a white sheet and, and shut down. But it but as as we're looking at the news, which we always want to look at in light of we're living on this planet. We want to be involved to the point that our voices can be heard to try to preserve an opportunity for our kids and grandkids and great-grandkids to live in a country with free speech, with the Constitution intact and the Bill of Rights. But the whole time, you need to, we need to understand that this planet's not going to be here forever. You know, eventually, we're going to be in heaven. Jesus is going to judge the earth. After a thousand years, he's going to cast sin, death, Lucifer, all the demons, all the lost, permanently into hell to never be seen again. And there'll be a new heaven, a new earth, no pain, no sorrow, and we will live in eternal eternal relationship with our creator and our savior forever and ever and ever. In Luke 21, 36, Jesus said, be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen, that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. They asked Jesus, when will these 
when will this, these days, these end days come? Jesus said in Mark 13, 32, but about the day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the son, but only the father. So what are the signs? First Timothy 4, 1 says the spirit, the Holy Spirit clearly says in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits, things taught by demons. Hmm. Know anybody? Does that sound familiar at all? When, it, when you go through your day-to-day, in, if you're on social media, if you're out in public, do you hear much conversation about Jesus Christ, about his church, about helping people? Do you see many memes or posts on Facebook? I see a lot of memes about making fun of AOC, making fun of this person, mocking people in the political realm. But the church is supposed to be the light of the world that goes into darkness. But are we in the darkness, but we're so dim, we're so just not... We're just not making a difference because we're no different than the people that are posting on the same feed that we are. There's churches all over the place that are falling away. There's denominations that have fallen away. It's the the people, the the numbers of people going to church are getting close to left less than half of the nation in America. It's already less than half in pretty much all other nations. And it says that in the end, you'll know this is one of the signs because people will be falling away. So one day they're like, yes, you know what? I can't, I shouldn't get drunk. I'm not going to be sleeping with you, young lady. And I, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not going to steal this because I'm a Christian and because I'm accountable to God. And now here we are with, well, um, hey, dude, um, I think I'm a girl now. Or I'm, I'm a homosexual now. And, and then they're like, well, you've always been my friend, so there must not be anything wrong with it. So I'm going to say that Christianity must be wrong because it says it's a sin and that's not right. So I'm going to abandon my faith. Oh, Jesus can't be the only way. I know Muslims and I know other people in other religions and they seem nice. So I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna abandon the faith because it's really was just kind of a thing that I was learned as a kid, but I don't really believe it. We're gonna go to a quick break here. I got a couple sponsors, mypillow.com. Great products, great prices. It helps them, helps me. If you need a pillow or a sheet or anything like that, use our promo code FLS. For for liberty's sake, FLS will save you up to 66%. And the Freedom Phone, see at MyPillow.com, FLS, Freedom Phone. Use the promo code SAVE to save $50. I'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, 
I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to mypillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Again, when you get to MyPillow.com, please use my promo code FLS, three letters, and it'll save you up to 66%. Name one time in history where the people who banned books, media, and opinions were the good guys. Hi, I'm Eric. I'm the world's youngest Bitcoin millionaire. I made it in Silicon Valley, and I've accomplished a lot in my life already. But now, I'm leaving big tech to fight for free speech because the big tech overlords are violating your privacy, censoring your speech, and I think that's so wrong. That's why I created the Freedom Phone and its uncensorable app store. Everyone is complaining about big tech censorship, but no one is doing anything about it. They say, build your own phone. So I did. Freedom Phone truly is the best phone in the world. It does everything your current phone does, except censor you and spy on you. With the Freedom Phone, your freedom of speech is our number one priority. That's why we built our own app store that is completely uncensored. If an app you love has been banned from the mainstream app stores, you can still download it on ours because we don't ban apps, period. And we've developed the first operating system based on your free speech. There's no app tracking, no keyboard tracking, and no location tracking because I believe in your security. How do we ensure you're being protected? Say hello to Trust. Trust is our privacy guard. It's designed to warn you whenever an app or a website is tracking you and gives you the option to stop it. Your data, your rules, that's our motto. The Freedom Phone is comparable to the best smartphones on the market. It has an edge-to-edge -edge screen, a super-fast processor, and multiple cameras. And your SIM card transfers into the Freedom Phone seamlessly. Big tech companies hold a monopoly on public communication and the dissemination of information. And they are abusing that power. Nobody elected Mark or Jack to be the arbiters of truth in America, yet they still thought it was okay to ban a sitting president from their platforms. If they censor a president, they will censor anyone. Imagine if Mark Zuckerberg censored MLK or Abraham Lincoln. The course of history would have been altered forever. Out of all the constitutional amendments, there's a reason why the Founding Fathers made the right to free speech the very first. I believe you have a voice that deserves to be heard without being censored. Protect yourself from big tech censorship. Let your voice be heard. Live free with the Freedom Phone. Again, the promo code is SAVE at FreedomPhone.com to save $50. And thank you again for staying with me. This is Christian Talk. There's a lot of there's a lot of news out there, and there's there's unfortunately a lot of kind of negative news on churches falling away, pastors falling, fines, Southern Baptist Convention. 
So I, I don't want to want to dwell on those, but I did want to point out that Hillsong, Hillsong has had heretical and bad teaching for decades. The worship has been a, a blessing, but the Houston family lineage from the dad to now Brian has been just filled with sexual sin and uh, molestation of children. And so so that was all on the dad for at first, but what's coming out now is the the main campus pastor, Brian Houston, has to, he's stepping down from church boards because the pastor in New York was having affairs Young women were getting raped at churches, and he and it's coming out that the Hillsong leadership knew about these things, and they didn't tell the police and didn't do anything. My only thing I want to get across to this is this. First Timothy lays out the qualifications for elders, but if you're if you're tolerating sin in a, in a ministry, then you're probably not saved. Because if you're so concerned about keeping the organization in place, about the power, about the prestige, about the popularity, while people are getting hurt and you're, and you're bringing shame to the body of Christ, that's a big, big problem. Jesus said, better you tie a rope around your neck with a millstone and drown yourself than to mislead children, mislead people. So, Hillsong Pastor Brian Houston stepping down from church boards to face charges, but he says, I vehemently profess my innocence, though. I watched a video on it today, and um, he's under investigation, and the police are going through it. But the main thing about this is if anyone from the South Southern Baptist Convention to the Calvary chapels I was with to whatever, if if we depart from doctrine, if we if if it isn't if it isn't Jesus calls us, saves us and then sanctifies us and we're justified toward our glorification. The way that you learn about God, the way that you know that you are on the right course is if you're in his word. When you're in the word of God, it is it's alive, it's sharp, it's powerful, it's, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing even down to the joints and marrow. It's a discerner a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. But Jesus said in Matthew 7 that many on judgment day are going to say, I cast out demons in your name. I prophesied in your name. I was really religious. And Jesus says, I will say plainly to them, away from me, you doers of iniquity. I don't know who you are. For Hillsong to act that way, you want to pray for the brokenness over there that they be broken, but it's it's a really 
big sign that when you when churches try to be corporate popularity centers and their doctrine is bad out of the pulpit, you know you're going to have problems. Paul dealt with this in Corinth. In 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15, he said, for such people are false prophet, false apostles about the, about the wolves. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. As, as the world is becoming more connected, as technology is dominating and becoming almost as important to people as breathing air or drinking water, as people in the church are falling away, Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5, listen to this. In the end, there will be terrible times in the last days. I don't know when the last days are, do you? No. I'm not saying the last days are tomorrow. I'm saying just keep this in mind when you see churches falling away, denominations falling away, and the way they fall away is they quit submitting to Scripture. Thus, they quit living under grace, and now they're trying to live under their own constructed laws that they make up with because, you know, they're good. They're better than, than the bad, bad people. And God, you know, and God's going to be okay with it in the end. But Paul said to Timothy, there'll be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Sound familiar? Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. If you're going to a church where the pastor is cool and he's not a servant and the leadership team is, are not servants, run. Because I believe there's a lot of people in ministry that are not called, but they need a job. It became a vocation, not a calling. The body of Christ is, is not in a building. We are united through the, the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and by faith in him, we have eternal life. We are united as adopted children into the family of God. We're not united necessarily because of our past, because of our lineage, because of our economic class, because of it. We're united in Christ. That's why Paul says over and over again in Ephesians, in Christ, 
Bible says in Christ we can do all things, which means outside of Christ we can do nothing. So as the world, as the world is trying to establish a utopia through the program called the Great Reset out of the World Economic Forum and the Agenda 2030, the goal is to connect the world into one big global family to go to electronic currency to get rid of dogmas like Christianity, to say that people that have been in a husband, wife, children relationship needs to be done away with. That's one of Black Lives Matter's BLM's goals is to get rid of the nuclear family. So everything that the world, who are not of the world, we are in the world but not of the world, the world is heading quicker than ever towards globalism. And really the only thing in the way are some pesky people in the United States. There's a lot of patriots that are Christians. And we're fighting, because I write articles about it, to say, I'm fighting for righteous causes, and I'm voting for people that will honor the Constitution, will, will, not, will, will not vote for laws that encourage sexual sin, abortion, excessive spending, hating people, violence. I'm going to vote for righteous causes, and then God can still, is still going to work out the result but why, if I sit back and I let laws get passed that are completely immoral and quickly morphs our nation into a cesspool of sin, and I could have done something as simple as praying and voting and I didn't, how do you think the Lord would look at that? If we sit around with the opportunity to vote, and to express our concerns, our grievances, petition our government, and we don't, when it could bless our children and grandchildren by having a land where they could be free, I don't think that, I just don't think that's loving when you can help and help in a righteous way and you don't. I think it's selfish. Oh, you're such a jerk. You know, you you are judging and, you know, we're not supposed to be involved. We're supposed to be separate from the world and we shouldn't vote because God's going to do what he's going to do anyway. The thing about our talk here is God is omnipotent, omniscient, holy, loving, perfect. Jesus Christ, son of God, same attributes died for us, rose, great high priest, sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. Holy Spirit hovered over the planet, was part of the creation, and works through believers, inhabits, inhabits the believers to give them empowerment, to give them joy, to intercede through prayer when they don't know what to say, and to recall the scriptures that we should have been reading to give us the words to say at the right time. And since we know 
that in the last days, the things that people are doing are in line with what the Bible said they would be doing and in an increasing level, then we need to say, no, I'm not going to hang out with you, brother or sister, if you're a lover of yourself, you love money, you're bragging, you're boast, you're abusive to people. I see you disrespecting your parents or ungrateful. There's no love in you. You don't forget people. You're keeping a list. You want judge. You want to go get even with people. It's because in temp for Second Timothy. 3, 5, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Have nothing to do with such people. There's a lot of people that go to church, a lot of people that like the idea of not going to hell, and so they say they're Christians. But none of us are worthy. But if you've been born again, pursuing God, you will change, and the good works that were set before you were set ahead of you, before you were even saved, they're still there to be done. The works are a manifestation of your salvation and your love for God, not the evidence. So in other words, uh, well, you got to go do some good works to prove you're saved. That's not what the Bible, that's not what James was talking about. If, if you, if the Holy Spirit has taken residence in you and you understand how much God loves you and Jesus that he died for you and that you're and then you're compelled inside to go help people that's when you act out of obedience to the prompting of the Holy Spirit in line with scripture I mean revelation it's coming right Jesus said revelation 22:12 Look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give each person according to what they've done. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the first and the last, beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. But 22.15 says, Outsider, the dogs, those who practice magical arts, the sexual immoral, murderers, idolaters, and everyone who, who loves and practices falsehood. They're outside heaven. They're in hell. America, right? We talked about 1620. We've done more good. Our, our Christians started colleges like Harvard and Yale, and we've been the most giving people on the planet, the United States of America citizens. John MacArthur went over this with our church, and I'm going to finish with this. There's there's things that, there's stages that you can kind of look at or, or view and say, the world seems like it's darker. And God, it seems like you're letting some really bad people do some really bad things. And you're like, God, please. Save our nation. Turn our people back to you. But there's something I want you to keep in mind. And I'll tie this all together in the, at the end of this. Romans 1.18. Paul writing, it says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven 
against the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. As we go through our life, we see the culture going this, going sideways with porn and abortion and all divorce and all this. Keep in mind that there's a point when God, who has created a universe, created the planet, created everything, so that it's pretty straightforward if somebody if someone is honestly looking that there's a God. So it says in verse 20 that they're without excuse because God's eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen. But then 21 says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks. So if you want to insert for Though America was Christian, they neither glorified God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. In other words, when the people turn from God, when people become intentionally ignorant, when people start to worship the creation instead of the creator, and as they're looking around everything and they know that God exists, this general revelation, they know that God exists. America, Christian nation, people have been going generation, generation. Billy Graham, and we've had the revivals, and we've had the the Wesley brothers, we, we've had these moves of God, right? But it says when, when, the, when people, when they start to say, okay, yeah, I can see God. I can see the, the formation of a body, the, the DNA structures, the eye and everything and the organs. And I, I, I can see that. I can see there was like a, a designer and I can see that, that God's qualities, you know, because of the air and the oxygen and the clouds and the rain, and I can see all that. So I, I, I know he's there, but, you know, it's just not cool to be Christian anymore. You know, it's, I don't like being fired from my job. I don't like people not liking me, missing out on promotions, not being invited to the parties. I don't like to stay, you know what, um, our country has laws, and so if we have immigration laws, but yet we have a president that says don't, don't enforce them, and people get hurt, raped, and killed, and diseases spread, that's, that infuriates me because our president says he believes in God, but yet he tells his government to ignore the laws that are in place. The government's intruding more in our business, so we got we got pagan people that are getting licenses to the IRS and other organizations to go look in our bank accounts and 
and social media is blocking messages and they're blocking, you know, the, I even heard them, they took down a, a Bible verse or something or once, oh, we made a mistake that somebody reported that as hateful. You've got hate speech laws now, like in England, you can't preach, you can't be, um, preach the law on the streets of London or you'll get put, a, put in jail for, for insulting homosexuals. So the United States of America, a large percentage of our country, even though they know that they, they know God exists, they choose to become intentionally ignorant so they can worship the creationist as the creator. And you'll notice that with this, this growth of people wanting to track aliens and science and technology, but no time to, to want to, to ponder and to worship the all-knowing, all-powerful creator of all things, Yahweh himself. So verse 21, so people in this condition, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks, but, be, but their thinking became futile and the foolish hearts were darkened. Down to 24, because in 22 said they claimed to be wise, but they became fools. 24 says, therefore God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is to be praised forever. Amen. Next level. And because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones, lesbianism. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another, homosexuals. And the men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves a due penalty for their error, such as diseases, could be AIDS, or other things. So you have lesbianism, homosexuality. And then furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to still retain God and the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind. Now we go from sexual sin, lesbianism, homosexuality, to being turned over to a depraved mind that no longer hears from the Holy Spirit or the conscience is not pricked anymore from the Spirit of God. So then they do what ought not to be done. And when they get to this point, they become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossip, slanders, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do, do such things deserve death, not only do they continue to do the very things, but they also approve of those who practice them. The exciting thing about walking with the Lord, his mercy is anew every day. The Holy Spirit is assisting us we have the word of God to nurture our soul and to give us wisdom. We have, we can seek and find fellowship still in the United States of America for, to be built up in these latter days. 
And so we have to have, we need to walk in the light with the joy that's in us because we are adopted into the family of God. But we have to understand that the way things are going with all the technology, with all of the shutdowns, with trying to keep people from worshiping, with sitcoms and making fun of Christians, with people using God's name in vain, with people saying that it's hateful to be a Christian, that if you believe that transgenderism or LGBT or, or Black Lives Matter, and anything that is antithetical towards Scripture, anything that is, is opposed to God's word, they say, well, you're the wrong ones. You're the bad people, the evil people. And if Christians would just go away, then our country would just work out fine. The Bible says in the end that the scoffers will be coming saying, where is the return of your God? You hateful bunch of mobs. You, you bunch of, you bunch of just homophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic. But if we remember that the world is supposed to hate us because it hated Jesus first, and that we're to be salt and light in the world, then we as a community, individuals that come together for church for the building up of the saints, and then we go out and we contend for the faith once delivered to the saints, and we say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. We see the signs, and we're like, we're not going to get caught up with dates and times and seconds, and we're going to say, hey, you said the seasons would be that people's hearts would start to fail them, that there would be a falling away from you, God, that there would be an increase in sin and there would be a, a, a moving away of a, a dependency on scripture and, and that the churches would, the pseudo churches, the fake Christians would fall away and wolves would come through and there'd be gossipers and slanders. If we understand that, we can live lives of victory, live in joy and understand the, understand the situation that we're in as born-again believers in a world that hates God. So that's why I do this podcast, to remind you. Seek fellowship. Don't be unequally yoked with people. And, and there's going to be times when if you're going to honor God and live a life long-term that's going to not be so up and downs because you're not going to be getting hurt and let down by pagan people as we try to accommodate them, then we can say, you know what, Lord? Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I've died and I'm, I'm here. And he'll say, enter in good and faithful servant. Because we did the thing we were supposed to do. Share the gospel. Be light. Don't be connected to the world. Don't be intertwined, intertwined with people that are ungodly and be a witness. And to do that, that means sometimes we're going to be alone. But you're never alone because the Holy Spirit's in you. You have fellowship. You've got the word and you're going to heaven. So thank you so much for hanging with me here on Christian Talk. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Fight the good fight. Finish your race. Jesus loves you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And there's nothing you can do to stop him from loving you. So life is good. God bless you.